0: Tonight, I'm going to dive into just a whole lot of stuff that I felt like the Lord uh, shared with me today when I sat with him to ask him about what was on his heart. So um, I really pray, my my prayer is that you will leave tonight more in love with him than when you walked in. If you leave tonight saying, I am just even hungrier for Jesus now, I love him so much more, I've seen him, I've heard him, I've felt his presence, I'll be happy. I just want you to to go deeper with him. That's my heart. Amen? Amen. So as I'm sitting with the Lord today, I hear the words, I'm moving my people from the place of sifting to the place of shifting. And instantly, I am surrounded by this sense of where there has been intensity in this season. Who's found that this season has just been crazy intense? Yeah, I know, right? Gosh. I've prayed help Jesus more in this season than I have in my life, I reckon. It's just, it's crazy, but it's so glorious at the same time, like seeing him and the way he's moving and just that excitement that we're on the brink of the greatest move of God that we've ever seen. You know, I'm just, oh, my spirit is just going crazy. But anyway, so I felt like the Lord wanted to encourage you that there is a a season shift that's happening right now. That there is change that is in the air right now for the people of God. I honestly believe this is the season of radical suddenlies. This is the season where you'll go to bed one night and things will look one way and you'll get up the next morning and they'll look completely different. But not because we've had our hands all over it, but because not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. And the glory will go to him, right? So this season is a season of radical change, it's a season of radical acceleration. You know, 18 months ago I was at home uh, changing diapers for my two-year-old, writing prophetically and, uh, and I start getting published by a magazine called Charisma and I thought, who is this? And, uh, and I have a look and then there's the Elijah list, I thought, wow, this is awesome And uh, and then a couple of weeks later, my husband says to me, put an event request button on your website. I went, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) He's like, I really feel like you need to do this. I'm like, I'm happy at home. But it wouldn't stop, this pressing, this nudge of do it. So I... You know, graciously submitted to my husband Okay, I will do it But nothing's going to happen, right? You can put a, a button on there and nothing's going to change Instantly, like invitations out of nowhere Why do I tell you this? Because 18 months ago I was at home with two children And now I'm living my dream Now I am, I'm travelling the world And I'm getting to encourage people To go deeper in intimacy with Jesus And, and I am I'm living proof that overnight suddenly has happened They happen and they're going to happen in this season in your life because it's the season that we're in. And the thing that I find interesting is there is such an acceleration happening right now there is so much breakthrough. This is the season where a lot of us as the body of Christ are going to have that moment of like, I feel like this is the season I've been waiting for. Like I've been, I've been dreaming about this season and I feel like I've been prepared my whole life for such a time as this. That's the season I feel like we're in right now. But in this season of acceleration, the Lord has been saying one thing to me over and over again. Lana, go deeper still. Lana, get your roots deeper. Get your roots deeper in intimacy. And I have this this vision recently and I'm in a racing car and Jesus is driving, praise God, and we're going around and around this track really fast. And all of a sudden, he pulls over and he looks at me and he says, Put your seatbelt on. I was like, Oh, what? (laughs) So I put my seatbelt on. As I go to click it into its little holder down here, the buckle part of the seatbelt turns to roots. And I'm watching these roots go deep and they're spreading, they're cracking through the ground and they're going deep and deep and deep and deep. And he says to me, Come deeper still. In this season of acceleration where I'm going to take my people places they've never imagined. I'm going to open doors like they've never seen before. They're going to have breakthrough not only of what they've been contending for, but there will be a cherry on top because I'm a good father. I am one who brings increase. Amen. I'm the Ephesians 3.20 God to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever hope, imagine or dream. He said, but in all of that, come deeper still. In all of that, be intentional in this season to get your roots deep in intimacy and in my love. So that's really uh, what I want to look at tonight because I feel like that is, it's a message for this season. It is such a message for right now. And where there have been chains in your life, whether they're from, you know, years and years ago or there's chains of, of the season that you've walked where things have held you down and you feel like you can't break free, I feel like the Lord is in this season going to take your chain, chains and replace them with change. that there's going to be change in this season. Things are going to shift. There has been such a, an opposition that I've seen against the body of Christ, especially in the area of the promises of God over your life. And in this season, it's been, for a lot of people, it's been in more intensity than it's ever been. But I want to propose to you that that's because this is your season of breakthrough. That the enemy knows and he's scared of what God is about to do and what God is doing in your life. So the one thing he wants you to do is withdraw, pull back. And there's been such this assault on the body of Christ that I'm seeing. So many people I'm hearing saying, I'm so tired, I just want to withdraw, I just want to pull back. Like, I don't know how much more I can do this. But I want to encourage you, dig your heels in get your roots deep because this is the finest hour for the body of Christ. This is the finest hour. These these are your glory days. These are your glory days, your best days yet. No matter what you've seen in your life, how you've seen the Lord move, what he's done, your greatest encounter. I want to encourage you that you ain't seen nothing yet, right? That the best days are ahead. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Where are we going? All right, so I want to tell you this. Uh, I'm very much a seer. The Lord speaks to me a lot in dreams and in visions, and I see lots of pictures. So I'm, uh, the other a couple of days ago, I'm sitting with the Lord in worship, and instantly this vision opens up in front of my eyes, and I'm watching it like I'm, you know, a little fly on the wall. And I see a little girl, and she's standing before the throne, and she has the most beautiful white party dress on. And she's standing there and she's looking up at the throne. Like the throne's huge and her eyes are just full of wonder. And I see Jesus and all of a sudden he appears in front of the throne and he has a bunch of coloured balloons in his hand. And he bends down and he gives her this bunch of coloured balloons. And I notice on the bottom that these balloons are tied to a golden key. And he hands her these balloons and the look in his eyes is one of such love. It is such adoration. There was the the flame of fire of his love burning in his eyes. Such a delight. And he looks at her and he says, this is the season right now where I am unlocking celebration in your life. I am unlocking celebration in two ways. I'm unlocking celebration. You're going to be awakened to how I celebrate you. How I celebrate you, not because of what you do, not because you dot all your I's or cross all your T's, but because you're mine, because I love you. I created you. My love for you is unconditional. I love you for who you are. You are going to see in this season how much I celebrate you. And then I'm unlocking a season of celebration in my promises. There is going to be joy. And the things that have stolen your joy in the past season, they're going to be broken off and they're going to be healed in my love. They're going to be healed from this place of childlike intimacy. And all of a sudden, I am surrounded by this, this overwhelming sense of the Lord just wanting to draw his people deeper into the place where we are childlike before him. You know, if I say to my son, Elijah, you know, I'll tell him something. Well, that, that's the end of the story. Like, mommy said it, right? Daddy said it. I believe it. I grab it, you know? I hold on to it. I believe that God is bringing us to that, that place right now of deeper dependence where we go, he said it, and that's it. End of the story. His word said it and I'm not moving. I'm going to trust completely in what he is saying and who he is because I know him. He's my good, good daddy. He's a good father. Amen. He's bringing us to such a place of deeper dependence, of childlike intimacy and purity as we stand before him in wide-eyed wonder of who he is. He's restoring the awe back to the church the awe of who he is and his beauty and his glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Matthew 18, verses 2 to 4 says this, Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, learn this well, unless you dramatically change your way of thinking and become teachable and learn about heaven's kingdom with the wide-eyed wonder of a child you will never be able to enter in. Whoever continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child is the greatest one in heaven's kingdom realm. That's the Passion Translation. Is everybody familiar with the Passion Translation? Okay, if you, if you do not, I'm just going to do a quick plug. If you have not read the Passion Translation, I highly recommend it. It's uh, by uh, Dr. Brian Simmons. And I tell you what, when I've read that translation, it's like I've read scripture for the first time again. It's just, it's so beautiful. But he is working deeply in our hearts in this season to build that childlike faith and to build awe and wonder back into our heart again. There's that new level of dependence. And the Lord keeps saying to me in this season, Lana, be ready to step out of every box that you've ever put yourself in and you've ever put me in. And when he first said it, I went, oh, yes, Lord, awesome. And then I started getting those moments where I have to step out of the box, right? And he reveals those areas where I have put him in a box. And I'm like, Ouch, 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 but the greatest freedom the greatest joy, the greatest encounter, the way I've seen him move more than I've ever seen him before have been those moments when I've stepped out of my box, where I've stepped out of my comfort zone. And in this season, there, the other day I was sitting with the Lord and I heard him say, there are going to be many people in the body of Christ in this season who are going to receive what is called opposite opportunities. And I said, what Lord? And he said, there are going to be opportunities that, that are going to come to many of my people and they'll look at it and go, I don't think that's God because it's opposite to what I thought I was going to. But the Lord says to me, you must have eyes to see and ears to hear of what I'm saying and where I'm moving in this season because I will bring some what look like opposite opportunities but they're going to be the opportune time. They're gonna, you will step in and even if you, don't, you weren't expecting it, it's out of the blue, it's going to be a level of favour like you've never known. And it requires a deeper dependence. When something opposite is brought to you and the Lord says step out, it requires a deeper level of trust. But some of your greatest, greatest experiences with seeing God move in this season are going to come through some opposite opportunities. But don't discount them because they don't look like what you expect. Keep your ear inclined on his heart and say, Lord, it doesn't look like what I expected, but is this you? Because in this season, he's breaking boxes. He's breaking boxes of of small thinking. He's breaking boxes of any ways that we've limited ourselves, we've contained ourselves, we've contained him. He's breaking those open. Why? Because he wants you to see how good he is and how wonderful he is and how loving he is. And he wants you to see how powerful he is and how powerful you are in him. Don't let the enemy tell you you can't do it. Because in him, anything is possible. If he says, go and do this, he's prepared you for it. There's grace for it. There's provision for it. And the greatest thing that we can do in this season is shy away from the line and let fear and intimidation keep us from stepping into what God is calling us to step up and into. This is a season of absolute radical, radical breakthrough. But we must be living in the place of intimacy where we know where he's moving, that we know his voice when he speaks, that we're going deeper still. You are going to see love win. My message, you know, many, many years ago, I used to work for a church in Sydney, Australia, and uh, my pastor would say to me, Lana, I could get you to speak on fasting uh, and you would somehow find your way back to intimacy and love. <laughs> He's like, somehow you just kind of, this is how you gravitate towards here. And I'm like, yeah, that's my message. That is what I carry. I, you know, for so long, I had wondered, Lord, what is this message that I carry? What is it? Like, can we have a name for it? Like, I, I just, I struggled because I always felt like I was out of the box. Uh, I didn't fit a square peg in a round hole. Lord, I, I don't know how, what, what's going on? And the Lord said to me recently through somebody calling me out at a conference and she looked at me and she said, stand up. And I stood up and she said to me, you are a song of songs prophet. I went, that's exactly what I carry. That is my heart. If I could put a label on what I carry, it's the message of the song of songs. It's the message of the, the beautiful love of Jesus for his bride and for his church. You know, I grew up in a, a Baptist church and they used to say, it, you can read any book in the Bible up until when you get married, then you can read Song of Songs, right? <laughs> Before, if, you don't, if you're not married, that's the one book you stay away from. And I was like, what is the deal with this, this, like this book? And I heard Brian Simmons recently teaching on it. And he said, like, yeah, as if like a, a husband saying to his wife, like, you know, your teeth are like sheep, or whatever. He's like, that's going to be great, isn't it? Like, come on. He's like, we've missed the message of the Song of Songs. He's like, you've got to see it in its context of the love of Jesus for his bride. It's such a beautiful book. Anyway, so I'm, that is the message that I carry. Everywhere I go, my heart is for you to encounter the love of God in a way that you never have before, because I believe love changes everything. I believe it and every day that I live my life with him, I believe it even more. I am so convinced that when we live deep from the place of intimacy and we're constantly awakened to his love and the revelation of his love, not only will we not be shaken because we know who he is and who we are, we go out into the world and we know how to love We know how to love those because we've encountered the Jesus that's loved us in our mess, that when we haven't had it all together, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And and in this season, I believe that we are in the greatest awakening of love in the body of Christ than we've ever been in. I want to tell you a dream quickly. So I have a dream recently, and I'm sitting with Brian Simmons opposite a table, and this is, uh, I haven't had a dream this long for a long time. But literally, from the moment I fell asleep to the moment I woke up in the morning, I was dreaming one continuous dream. And I'm sitting with Brian and we're just having a conversation the whole night long. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the, the greatest move of, of love, uh, the awakening of, of love in the body of Christ right now. So we're having this glorious conversation and every couple of minutes, one of us would make a declaration. These were some of the declarations. Love trumps fear. Love trumps doubt. Love trumps curses. Love trumps unbelief. Love trumps opposition. Love trumps insecurity. Love trumps intimidation. Love trumps anxiety. Love trumps worry. Love trumps lies. Over and over and over and over again. Throughout the whole night, we were tag teaming in this declaration of perfect love and how it casts out all fear. And how powerful it is to live in the place of love. And as I wake up, I wake up with this overwhelming sense of nothing can overcome his love. Nothing can separate me or any of us from his love. His love is so perfect and he is so powerful that as I live in that place of awakening in his love, I will not be overcome. I will not be overcome. And I felt to declare over you tonight that love is going to win over your life. Love already has won because of him. But as we walk out day to day, every time you give the Lord your yes, don't look for ability. The Lord's not looking for who's got the greatest ability. He's looking for who is available, who's got availability, who's who's giving me their yes. If all you can do in this season is give the Lord your yes. That is so powerful. You know, there are so many moments in this season where I've paced my kitchen floor and I haven't known what to pray because of circumstances and opposition and this pressure and this squeezing that's been happening. So all I've done is paced my floor and go, I give you my yes, I give you my yes, I give you my yes. Lord, you have my yes afresh, you have my yes afresh. Because he's looking for availability. He's looking for surrender. I'm here, Lord, do whatever you want to do. You have my yes. And the thing is that he'll ask you to give him, give him your yes before he tells you what he wants you to do, <laughs> right? He's like, so, are you surrendered? Yes. Well, what am I actually saying yes to? Well, no, give me a yes. And then, you know, I've been in those situations a lot. <laughs> but you know what? There is nothing more glorious than giving Jesus your yes. Because what he is going to do in your life in this season is going to blow your mind. You have no idea your greatest dream that has been put in your heart as you've dreamt with him. Not only are you going to see radical, amazing provision and, and have those moments where suddenly your dreams are fulfilled, there is going to be so much breakthrough and goodness of the, glo- the goodness of God in your life that you're going to be led into some of your deepest and greatest encounters with the heart of God. I believe it. I believe it's this season. Recently, the Lord says to me, Lana, you may have heard me say this because I do say it a lot, but the Lord said to me, Lana, I'm, I'm shifting the season. And I said, Lord, what are you shifting it from? And he said, from SOS. And I said, okay. And he said, And I know, sorry, and I said, to what? And he said, SOS. I said, okay, hang on a second. What? And he said, SOS, many of my people have been crying out for help, despair, like in despair. Save me, Jesus. What is going on? But I'm shifting it in this season to SOS, to the song of songs. I'm shifting the season to the song of songs where my people are going to know a level of intimacy with me that they've never known before that they're going to know what it is to be radically loved by their beloved. And you know the thing I love about Song of Songs is that there's, uh, I don't know exactly, I should have written it down, but one of the chapters in Song of Songs, the Shulamite woman, Jesus comes to her and it says that he peered through the window and he was looking into every part of her soul and he says, come away with me. And you know what she says? She says, no. She says, until the shadows of fear leave... You go away and then come back for me later. I'm not ready yet. But you know what? The thing that I love about him is that he is so not afraid of of your walls. He's so not afraid of fear in your life. He's so not afraid of mess in your life. What he sees is the one that he loves and the one that he died for and the one that he is working with you to bring the best you out, the you he created you to be. And so much of this season has been intense process. Many of us have been walking. I could stand up here all night and tell you some shockers of stories that I've gone through with process in this season. But what's he doing? He's developing character. He's developing perseverance. I believe he's building a mature church a church that their roots are deep and they're going deeper and we're growing in maturity and that we're founded in the place of intimacy with him because when we see him, nothing shakes us. So in this season, some of your greatest encounters will release the revelation of his nature into your life in such a profound way that you will look at the giants standing in front of you and you'll say, you may look big and scary and you may look intimidating, but let me tell you who my Jesus is. And you will pelt those stones of revelation at those giants and you keep pelting them until they bow to the name of Jesus. But your revelation in this season of who he is is your greatest weapon alongside with the word of God. Your testimony right now, what the Lord is doing in your life and what he's birthing in you, not only will you come out the other side with a testimony, but you will have an authority and a breakthrough, a breaker anointing to be able to turn and give to all the other people that come to you and that they need prayer and you will be able to pray and see them set free and healed and delivered because the very area where the enemy has tried to knock you down and he's tried to to break you, the Lord is turning for your good. Anything that the enemy has meant for your harm, the Lord is turning for your good. And he's going to use you in the area where you thought that, you know what, this is a weakness. Like seriously, what is this? They're going to become some of your greatest strengths, not because of your strength, but because of his healing, his freedom, his breakthrough, and the work of his spirit in your life in this season. I want to encourage you that what you're going through right now, you are not just fighting for you. You are fighting for everybody else that is going to feast on the fruit of your breakthrough. You are fighting for the people out there that you're going to minister to. You're fighting for a nation. It is not just about you and I. It's so much bigger than that. It is so much bigger. And you know, and the Lord, you know, he said to me recently, Lana, you know, the encounters with love that my people are going to have in this season, they're not just for you. They're so, you can encounter the fire of my love in such a way that you feel so, I had this picture and I saw the people of God getting so filled with the love of God that they, they were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to explode, I'm going to explode, I'm going to explode. And Jesus was like, that's the point. <laughs> That the encounters that you're going to have with the love of God in this season will bring you to a point of like, I can't take anymore. I'm going to spontaneously combust. Will let yourself just break open and spill out everywhere. That when you go to the coffee shops and the library and the Walmart and the grocery stores, that you are releasing the love of God everywhere. That your encounters with Him are so deep and so full of His love that you won't even be able to keep your mouth shut. You know, that the Lord's going to, his love is awakening his people in this season where we're going to suddenly feel like, even if you feel like you're the most awake you've ever been, get ready to feel even more awake and more energized and more refreshed and more strengthened, Because this is a season of awakening. It's a season of resurrection power where the Lord is bringing the dead things back to life. If there's any areas of your heart that you feel like, Lord, I'm numb, it's kind of dead, there's like hope deferred, like I can't feel that part anymore, don't, 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 don't despair. Invite him in. Because he's bringing those places back to life in this season. Brian Simmons uh, talks a lot about the love of God being, you know, he teaches on the Song of Songs and he said recently, do you know that 2016 is the year of the revelation of the love of God and I thought, oh, that's what I've been saying. But part of my brain's going, I wonder where he's got that from, because he studies scripture so deeply, I thought he's probably got some really cool, juicy revelation. And uh, as soon as I think it, he says, do you want to know how I know this? He said, in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, there are 16 features of love. I was like, oh my goodness. And he's like, and what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. This is the year of many, many things, but one thing I believe is a mark of this year is the people of God being awakened to his love in a way they never have before. Ever, 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 ever. Recently I had this uh, this vision and I uh, was sitting in my very hot, humid house in Brisbane. I live at the top of Australia and but it's nothing on what you guys have. Let me just say that. <laughs> so said to Tracy today, is this normal? I'm dying. It's <laughs> so hot. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sitting in my hot house in Brisbane under the air conditioner praising Jesus and uh, <laughs> and I have this vision open up in front of my eyes and I see what looks like Sleeping Beauty. And she's lying on a bed and she's so beautiful but she's in a wedding dress. And I see Jesus and he comes in and he leans down and he kisses her on her forehead. Instantly she wakes up. The glory of God is shining through her and she's so fully alive. She's so fully present. And I said to the Lord, what are you doing? And he said, in this season, I'm awakening my bride with the kiss of my love. My people are going to know... Where, how, no matter how old they are, how much they've experienced of me, what they know, where they were, it doesn't matter. I am coming in this season to radically awaken my people with a kiss of my love. I thought that was so beautiful. And I then hear Brian Simmons say, do you know the word kiss in the Song of Songs? The meaning of that word is to be prepared for battle. And I was like, What? And he's like, it's to be prepared and armed for war. And I thought, hang on, I need to sit on that for a week. And as I sat with the Lord, he said, as you know my love and you're awakened to who I am, you're awake and ready for war. You're moving out because you know who I am. I thought, it's a beautiful picture. Kissed by his love, being prepared for war. So every one of your encounters in this season with Jesus is seeing you take up arms and get ready and awakened to wage war. And the more we're awakened to love, the more we will look at injustice, the more we'll look at evil, the more we'll look at anything that's not love and go, I'm not tolerating that. I am not tolerating that. Right? In the place of, of, of the awakening of his love in this season... I believe that he's rising his church up to a higher vantage point. He's bringing us to a place of awakening to we are seated in heavenly places. But he's bringing us to that vantage point where we've got a higher level of sight. Like from from the deep places of intimacy, we're going higher in our insight, in our discernment, in the prophetic and seeing through the lenses of love like we've never seen before. Because as you see the one that is perfect love, as you you spend time in his presence, what you focus on is what you're going to become and what you're going to radiate. So as we are called into that place of deeper intimacy in this season, love is going to transform us and transform out there. I believe that the world out there needs to know the Jesus who loves unconditionally. The one that loves, you know, doesn't agree with, you know, like doesn't condone sinful lifestyles but looks past sinful lifestyles and says, I see who you are and I love you. Let me call out the gold in who you are and as you and I Each one of us in this room, we have a part, everybody has a part to play. You know, the Lord said to me recently that as I'm awakening my people in love, everywhere they go, their world changes. Everywhere they go because they are releasing my light, they're releasing my love, they're shifting atmospheres. And if we're awakened to love, then everywhere we go is an opportunity. Everywhere. Every person that you encounter is an opportunity To release love. And the Lord, you know, I used to um, be really scared of praying for a few things, like patience, uh, teach me to love. And uh, what was the other one? Patience, teach me to love. And, oh, there was another one. Yes, long-suffering. I'd be like, oh, they're the three prayers I stay away from, right? (laughs) Because I know what happens when you pray that. And I remember one day this sense coming to me of like, Lana, do you really want to learn to love? And I'm like, of course I do. I'm a bit scared to pray the prayers, but of course I do. And what happened after that? I started being put in opportunities, or people would come to me, or I'd be put in situations where I'd have to really love. And I'm like, oh my goodness me. And and you know what? Some of those uh, opportunities to love weren't pleasant, they weren't fun. But what was happening is that as I was living deeper in the place of Jesus, take me deeper in your love. I want to see you like I've never seen you before. And I want to transform the world with love. I want to love well he would bring me into places where I'm like, oh, that person's a bit hard to love. (laughs) But the Lord began to teach me, Lana, it's about seeing people through the lenses of love. It's about seeing people how I see them. Not with your natural eyes. It's about having my eyes to see how I see that person. I heard Eric Johnson from Bethel say recently that he, when he goes into a meeting... He will not go into that meeting until he's received the heart of God for the person that he's meeting with. I thought, oh, my gosh. Lord, I want to be that person. I want to be a person that's so connected to your heart that every person that I meet with, that I connect with, I have your heart for them, that I see them the way you see them. And, oh, my goodness, that is going to change the world. Amen? Recently, I am um, totally not even going with my notes. Well, let's just go here. So, um, <laughs> um, so recently, I uh, probably last year, I'm at a conference in Australia called the Australian Prophetic Summit and, uh, and there's a guy that gets up before me and his name was Gary and he's from Melbourne and uh, amazing man of God he's a pastor and he's operating very much in a similar anointing and gifting to Sean Bowles so he calls out addresses and names and you know that type of stuff So he's on his way to a meeting recently in another state and he gets in the car and the pastor says to him, "Uh, tonight we have a business meeting. Uh, There's a business dinner, sorry I didn't tell you about it, but could you come along and, and just share something? Gary's like, all right, we'll just go along and see what happens. So he goes to this meeting, he ministers to a room of hundreds of businessmen and at the end of the meeting he somehow ends up in a side room and everybody is invited in for a prophetic reading. And there are hundreds of men in this room, right? And not a lot of, I don't even know if if any of them knew Jesus. But anyway, so he was like, okay. So he's sitting in the side room and and man after man he's coming in and he's giving words. One guy walks in and looks at him and says, all right, I've been to psychics my whole life. Uh, I've had people read my mail perfectly. I'm going to sit down, give me your best shot. Well, 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 Jesus says, here we go. (laughs) So he sits down. This guy puts his head down and Gary starts to prophesy over him. At the end of the prophetic word, the guy lifts up his head and he looks out, uh, looks at Gary and he's weeping. And he says to Gary, like I said, I've been to psychics my whole life. They've read my mail. They've told me stuff that only, you know, that, like they knew that they couldn't have known. But I have never sat in front of somebody with that type of gifting and had this feeling like I do right now that I feel the most loved I've ever felt in my entire life. This man was undone and couldn't mentally process The feeling of, why am I feeling so intimately loved right now? Why am I feeling so, so like, like I just, I can't even put words to it. That, that is going to increase in this, from now. We're going to see more and more and more of that. The personal encounter with Jesus and his love. You know, you and I being positioned as his people, awakened as the, the sons and daughters of glory and going out into the world. And you know what? Not having to, to um, give a perfect word, just simply love. Just love people where they're at. And, it's, and that is coming from the place of you and I being awakened to love. You boil this book down. And what are the two things Jesus said were most important? Love. Love. Yeah, and love, exactly, love one another. You know, I, I have this dream recently and I hear the sound of, it sounded like the little children singing that um, Sunday school song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, over and over again. And I wake up and I wake up and my mind says, oh yeah, I know that song. Instantly, I feel the Lord say to me, never become familiar with my love. Don't ever come to a place where you are so familiar in a a negative sense with my love that you go, oh, yeah, I know about that. There is never a place that we can come where we can say, I've arrived, I know his love perfectly. There is always more. There is always more. Every time you encounter him and you encounter the love of Jesus, there is always more. If we ever think we've arrived, you know, yeah, I know all about the love of God, like, oh, yeah, I've got that one down Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. The Bible says how deep, how wide is the love of Christ. Amen? Amen. I'm going to tell you another story. So uh, quite a number of years ago, I was at Bible college and um, and I was a Baptist girl. I, I was in. I got saved in a Baptist church, and uh, and you know I was taught that God only speaks through the word. He doesn't speak through the prophetic or dreams or visions, anything like that. That's not for today. It's just the word of God, right? So I'm in Bible college having encounters with God thinking I'm possessed, right? So I'm going around to everybody that I know has, you know, any pastor, if you're a pastor anywhere near me in that time, you would lay hands on me to cast whatever this thing was out of me because, right, we don't do that. That's just not God. So I'm sitting in a classroom and I'm wrestling with this like, oh, this prophetic stuff. What is it? It's the devil and, you know, all that stuff. I'm sitting up the back of the classroom and the lecture up the front starts to talk about how um, the Lord uses the prophetic and how uh, he, uh, a move of love and how we need to be awake, uh, sorry, we need to be listening to his voice because he so radically loves people and the prophetic calls out gold, calls out destiny always and it's always about his love. So I'm sitting up the back and, and the lecturer says, so I want to tell you a story He said quite a number of years ago, he said there was a student in this class and we were talking about this very thing, about prophecy in the marketplace and loving people. He said, and so she's sitting in her room one morning and she says to the Lord, wherever I go, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Just like, just know I'm available. Here I am, Lord. Is there anything you want me to do today? Instantly, the Lord says to her, I want you to go down to the local... Okay, so for you guys, it would be Walmart. I want you to go down to the local Walmart, which in Australia, this, let's say it was Walmart. It's in the middle of a shopping center and there's lots of, lots of stores all around. And she walks in, uh, sorry, and the Lord says, I want you to go down there and there is an ATM out the front of Walmart. When you get to that ATM, I want you to do a handstand. I want you to stand on your head until I tell you to get down. <laughs> I'm like, I, like, so I'm sitting at the back of the classroom going, I rebuke that. That is not the Lord. I'm like, I was so like, and, uh, and I'm like, even if, that, like, if it was God, he'd need to hold my legs. Like I wouldn't be able to stand up for that long on my head. Come on. Anyway, so she knows his voice so well. She knows his nature. So what does she do? She gets in her car and drives down to the local Walmart, sees the ATM, walks up, does a handstand. She's doing a handstand in front of the ATM and the Lord says, I don't know how long it was, the Lord says, get down. So she gets down. She turns around. There's nobody there. So she's like, well, maybe it was breaking a fear of man thing off my life. Like, right? (laughs) Like, I don't know. What is it? As she goes to walk away, she hears a voice behind her and a man says to her, Excuse me, what were you doing? And she's like, Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so I'm a Christian and Jesus speaks and this is what he told me to do. No idea why, but anyway, so have a nice day. And he said, No, 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 wait, hang on a second. He said, Do you know, today I was in my house and I was about to take my life. And I said, if there is a God in heaven, I am going down to my favourite cafe for my last cup of coffee. There better be a woman standing on her head in front of the ATM. If there is, I will serve you for the rest of my life. Come on. Like, come on. This guy. This guy gives his life to Jesus and has committed to follow Jesus and serve him for the rest of his life. Why do I tell you that? Because he's the God who sees. He's the one who radically loves. He's the one who sees people where they're at and he will go and he has gone to the extreme length by dying on the cross. Amen. And he will interrupt your day to to get you to go to specific places and you may have to do things that are out of the box, but you never know. You never know. You know, what if, what if that lady didn't go down there? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it just that story is one of my favourites because it's so highlighted to me the heart of God, that he's so in love with, with mankind. He's so in love with the people that he created. And in this season, you're going to be put in positions and have doors open to you and favour over your life and breakthroughs, and you're going to be called for in this season, you're going to be called in ways you could never imagine to testify of his goodness. But what will equip you for those places of breakthrough and favour and promotion is the secret place, is the place of going deeper. That is what prepares you for this stuff, for this breakthrough, learning to hear his voice, knowing his heart. Not only is he going to bring radical breakthrough to you in this season, but to many people around you. He's going to heal families in this season, like you, like I just, I, I, I I've, I'm seeing the love of God so much, um, just His heart to see families restored, prodigals coming home, a move of love that's going to happen in the body of Christ and in the world that's going to see things restored. That love is going to win. Love has already won. Amen. 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 All right, I'm not going to take up a lot too much time. Um, all right, so where are we going? <clears throat> John fifteen nine in the Passion Translation says, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. Let my love nourish your hearts. When I sat on that verse, I was reminded of a, uh, an encounter with the Lord I had about a week ago and I kept seeing the word disillusioned. And uh, and I asked the Lord, "What are you saying?" And He said, "Many of my people are still disillusioned." When I see the when the Lord shows me a very specific word, I'm, a, I'm very much a word nerd, so I will go and I'll research and I'll study words because I'm interested. But also, I want to steward what He's given. If He's speaking, I will do everything I can to put myself completely into to studying and meditating on what He's saying. So I look at the word disillusioned, and I was. Uh, like blown away at all the things that it means. Do you know that disillusioned can be defined as any one of these things? Disappointed, downcast, discouraged, weary of the world, negative, confused, let down, cast down or completely void of direction. I thought, oh my gosh, like if anyone had have said to me like what does disillusioned mean, there is no way I would have come up with a list like that. And as I'm sitting and I'm looking at this dictionary definition, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so much of what I'm seeing a lot of God's people struggling with. Lord, I don't know where I'm going next. I'm tired of hearing about, you know, bad stuff happening in the world. Like there's so much fear going on. Or I'm disappointed because my dreams haven't come to pass. Or I'm just discouraged because of this situation in my life. There's been so many things. I'm like, that is such a full-on word. As I'm looking at it, the Lord says to me, Lana, there are encounters with with me in this season that are about to come into being that are going to shift my people from the place of disillusionment or any area is that they felt disillusioned to a place of deeper divine inclusion. I was like, oh. So I jumped back into the, the dictionary and I'm like, inclusion, what is it? I know what it is but, you know, I'm a word nerd. So an action and state of being included within a group or structure. I'm like, yeah, that's a bit boring. Let's move on. A body of particle of distinct composition, do you know the words that got me? Embedded in a rock. I went, what? I literally like, I was like, I looked at the screen because it was like, I was on Google. So I'm like, is that really right? So I I literally deleted it and retyped it and hit enter. And it came up again, embedded in a rock. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I Google, in the dictionary, embedded. What is it? To implant, to plant, to set, to lodge, to root, to insert, to place, to sink, to submerge, to immerse instantly the lord says to me this is the season where i'm healing disillusionment and i'm drawing my people deeper into the place of awakening that they that they are in me and that they are embedded in me and they're embedded in my heart i am their rock and i'm taking them deeper into that place and from there they will not be shaken I'm like, come on. That's, isn't that amazing? I'm like, I'm like Jesus, I want to be so embedded in you <laughs> in the place of intimacy. Like, do whatever you need to do in my heart and my soul to break out anything that would keep me from that place of inclusion. I, I'm already include, included in you be, and embedded in you because of what you've done. But I want to see it manifest in my life and I want to walk it out day to day. Anyway, so Psalm 182 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of ultimate safety. The word distinct means to be recognizably different in nature from everything else. And I thought, that like. That I could sit on that for the next week as you and I are embedded in Him as our rock. We come out what looking completely different, what recognizably different in nature to anything else. In this season, may we come out of our encounters with Jesus looking more like Him when we go out in the world and they say, You look so different. How can you have hope right now? What is the deal? How are you at peace right now? Have you seen what's going on around us? And you can say, yeah, and I mourn with you and I'm here to comfort you, but let me tell you about the one who never changes, the one who is good, the one who will give you hope and peace and is altogether lovely and is perfect love. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, I, I, I know I've been going for a long time. Okay, so the weight. Of the things in disillusionment, so the weight of disappointment, being feeling downcast, discouraged, world weary, negative, confused, let down, cast down, and void of direction, are going to melt away at the encounters and weight of His glory that you are going to experience in this season, as you press into Him. As I'm sitting, when I hear that, I see two words. I see the word weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, and the Lord says to me, My people are have been feeling the weight of this season, the disillusionment. It's been heavy on my people but I'm turning it and now as they wait upon me, the weight of my glory is going to fall in a way that it never has before. The weight of my glory is coming, my Shekinah glory encounters with my Shekinah glory that is going to break those weights and bring healing and see my people arise and shine. This is the season, like the Lord is talking to me constantly. Alana, Isaiah 60 verse one, yes Lord, arise and shine. He's like, no, 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 arise and shine. Like I'm not just saying it, Lana, this is the invitation right now, church, bride of Christ, take your place, arise and shine. There's such an invitation from the heart of God, take your place. What does that mean? Be awakened to who you are and your authority from the place of love and intimacy and go out into that world and look at darkness and go, I'm going to push you back in Jesus name. I'm going to push you back and I'm going to release the glory of God. And I refuse to decree any else But what I hear from the heart of God and what his word is saying, I'm going to keep decreeing until I see your goodness and your glory extended across the earth. Yeah. Amen? Amen. It is happening. You're being awakened in that place. Your yes is so powerful. 2 Corinthians four sixteen to 18 from the Passion Translation says this, Yes, all things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvellous grace will spread to more and more peace, resulting in an even greater increase of praise to God, bringing him even more glory. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. So we don't focus our attention on what is seen but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary but the unseen realm is eternal. Your process right now, where there has been weight in the waiting, he is extending you on the inside. He is enlarging you and your capacity for more. Do you know I was reading recently... Um, is it Isaiah 54 about enlarge your tent pegs? Yeah, so I'm reading all about... the. I'm reading a commentary on that scripture because the Lord's saying to me, this is the season of extended... I'm extending tent pegs. And so I'm reading all these different definitions. And one of the definitions that I read was expand your thinking. Enlarge your thinking. Break out of limitations of your mind. Expand, expand what you're dreaming of. I thought, oh my goodness... And then I come across this quote by Jensen Franklin, and he says this, When God tells you to lengthen cords, it means lengthen your reach. Wider tents require longer cords to keep them securely held in place. Once you lengthen your cords, you must also strengthen your stakes, driving them deeper into the bedrock of God's truth. Life is like a huge tree. The more branches, the deeper the roots must go. In this season of promotion, as he brings you to a place of greater responsibility, of breakthrough, of favour, of acceleration, your glory days, your best days, don't forget to get your roots deeper still. Do whatever you have to do in this season to stay close to him, to stay in intimacy with Jesus. Do whatever you have to do to stay in the place of positioning, inviting his love in, like a revelation of his love like you've never seen before. I want to end with this. I. Uh, When the Lord said to me, go to the nations, I was like, I have a two-year-old. He said, go to the nations. I said, Lord, I have a two-year-old. Go to the nations. Lord, I have a two-year-old. Lana, go to the nations. And he didn't change his mind. (laughs) He's like, you will have grace to go to the nations. I tell you what, my two-year-old is amazing, the grace that he has. It's incredible. Anyway, so why am I telling you this? Because the Lord's saying, go to the nations. So I'm on my face in my study. I'm like, I surrender. If you want me to go to the nations, I'll go. Like, I want to. Like, it's my heart, but I was happy at home with my boys. I'm like, can we do it later? Anyway, so I'm on my face. Yes, Lord, giving him my yes. Yes. And instantly I'm taken into this vision and I see the most profound acceleration that I've ever seen sweeping through the body of Christ and it's sweeping through my life. There are winds of breakthrough everywhere. I can see um, promises are suddenly springing up everywhere. There's breakthrough and there's so much joy. And in this vision I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going like, to explode from the joy that I'm feeling right now. And then I see Jesus and he walks up to me and he gives me that same look like Tracy was talking about, like focus. He does that to me too. Listen, Lana. Okay, so he comes up with that look and he grabs my hand and in seriousness, he says to me, this is going to be the greatest season for the body of Christ. It's going to be the greatest season for you. But Lana, don't lose me in the breakthrough. Don't lose me in the acceleration. Don't lose me in all of the wonderful manifestations of my promises and the wonderful breakthrough that's coming for you, don't lose me in that, in the season of acceleration. And at the time I was weeping and I'm like, I would, I'd never lose you. Like, I love you, you know, and I was like, and that's my heart. Lord, I never, I, you know, if the Lord said, like lay it all down tomorrow, I would do it because I want him more. But in this season right now, I say to Kevin all the time, my life looks nothing like it used to. I feel like I'm in this acceleration where I'm like, <gasps> I just need to grab an hour to be with him. And now I know what he was talking about. I get it now. It is glorious. It is wonderful. It is amazing. But it's a, it's a season of intentionality. You know, putting your roots deeper still is actually intentional. Intentional. It's putting, it's, I'm making the choice right now to do whatever I can to go deeper. And I never want to come to a place where I worship my breakthrough more than I, I don't want to worship my breakthrough. I want to worship him. He is the God of breakthrough. We don't worship him for his breakthrough. We worship him because of who he is. Amen. Amen. So please stand. I'd like to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. What I want to do, um, I felt specifically two things tonight. I wanted to pray corporately for uh, all of you for um, deeper encounters in this Song of Songs season, that you would encounter the heart of God like you never have before, that you'd be awakened to his love. And then the second thing I felt was uh, to pray for any of you specifically that have been um, just feeling disillusioned. If anything that I read on that list... Uh, you know you're like that's me like that I, I, I feel so disillusioned in this season um, after I pray corporately I want to invite you to to come forward and I'm going to invite the the storehouse prayer team and we just want to pray for you uh, just that the, the love of God would heal you and uh, and that he would breathe his his hope and his peace afresh into your life again Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for each person here right now. God, I thank you for their hungry hearts. Lord, I thank you for these laid down lovers of yours, God. Lord, I pray for each one right now, God, and I pray for deeper encounters with your heart. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would ignite their hearts with hunger and passion to know you like they've never known before. God, I decree over each person standing that this is your season of Song of Songs. This is your season where you will be awakened to the love of God like you have never known before. Lord, we just say yes to you. We give you our yes again tonight and we invite you, God, to come as an all-consuming fire. God, burn away anything in our hearts and our souls that has kept us from deep intimacy with you. We give you permission to come deeper, God. Come deeper in our lives, Lord. Take our roots deep. Lord, I release tonight an impartation, God, for greater encounters, for greater prophetic sight, for clarity of hearing. God, I just ask that you would meet people in their night hours. God, I decree some of the greatest prophetic dreams that you've ever had are coming to you in this season, that you will have even face-to-face encounters in the night with Jesus, that he will wake you from your sleep and you will have glorious encounters with him and his love. Lord, I pray that any area of fear that has been holding anybody back, God, that your perfect love, the encounters with your love would melt those away. God, we want more. We want all of you. We want more, God. We're not satisfied to stay where we are. So God, tonight we just say we invite you again. We invite you again to take us deeper, Lord. Baptise us afresh with the fire of your love, God. May we leave this place burning for you like we never have before. We love you, God. And I thank you, Father, that as each person here goes deeper into that place of intimacy, that they're arising as the burning lovers with flames of fire in their eyes and in their mouth. And we will go out into the world and release your love everywhere we go. And we will see that love changes everything. And we will see that love has won and love will win. So we just praise you tonight, God. We thank you that love trumps everything everything, God. Love trumps everything, Jesus. And we thank you that because you loved us, God, you loved us, God, that you went to the cross for us, God. We just bless you. We praise you, God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.